Welcome to the Wellness Within podcast. We are a nonprofit wellness center for patients, survivors, caregivers, and families affected by the trauma of cancer. We provide a wide range of services that enhance an individual's ability to experience quality of life. And we believe that everyone should have access to our programs and conversations, which are offered freely to ensure that no one is ever denied the support they need. If you find inspiration in what we share, we invite you to consider supporting Wellness Within through a donation. Your generosity enables us to continue offering these valuable resources to our community. To make a donation and contribute to the well-being of those facing cancer, please visit our website at wellnesswithin.org or click the link in the episode description. Your support makes a difference. So thank you for being a vital part of our mission. Together, we empower whole person well-being, bridging gaps, and reconnecting to what is most meaningful. Someone has said to me, oh, I know that your brother used to come out and visit you during the holidays. And do you have any stories? And that's so important and not to be afraid of that. It's like, oh, I don't want to upset the person. It doesn't upset people. People love when you keep their loved ones alive by asking questions about them. Welcome to Wellness Within. We would like to thank Koinonia Family Services, Consolidated Communications, and Merchants Bank of Commerce, who in part sponsor this podcast. Join us for relaxing meditations and enlivening conversations about topics that support wellness in the presence of cancer. To access our class schedule, to make a donation, or to sign up for our newsletter, please visit wellnesswithin.org. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Within podcast. This is Stevie Hanicle, and today I'm joined by our Wellness Within founder, Patty Brown, in a conversation about grief. Now, I'm sure many of you are already aware of this, but for those of you who don't know, prior to opening Wellness Within, Patty had 20 years of private practice experience as a psychotherapist with many years of leading grief support groups. She has so much experience and knowledge about this topic, so I'm very grateful to be having this conversation with her today. Hi, Patty. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Stevie. I'm really glad we're having this conversation today. Me too. So for those of us who have lost a loved one and are grieving around this holiday season, how do we grieve honestly and not hide it? Oh, the hide part is a hard one, you know, because we think that it's such a joyous time of year that we don't want to bring people down, right? And that's unfortunately not doing a service in honoring your own process. And so I would say, and I say this a lot, is honoring where you're at. And even as much as people don't like to hear it is educating people. For instance, I can use an example. I'll I'll use personal one instead of other people's. When I lost my brother a few years ago, the first Christmas that I had, because I always would fly him, he would fly out or, you know, to spend Christmas with us. And wow, that first Christmas and the second Christmas and the third Christmas was felt. And I would always talk about him. And so I think the easiest way is it's not about so much, well, I'm sad. That's fine. You should honor that. And also talk about them. 
I would say for in my instance, I would say, oh, I remember the one Christmas when Charlie came and I would just give an example of something that Charlie would do. Oh, Charlie loved the stockings. Remember how he used to just take forever and we'd all be done and ready to move on to presents. And he will still go through his stocking. And, you know, if it were around family, they'd smile, you know, they'd go, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to really not ignore this process because it is it is big. It lives in us. It takes up a lot of space. And we think we're ignoring it by not talking about it. It robs us, you know, internally, it does a lot of damage to us, I believe, if we don't acknowledge our grief. Do you think we ever truly get over our grief as well? You had mentioned, you know, in your own experience too, you know, it was year after year, you know, reflecting on after your brother had passed, do we ever truly get over it? Or is it always with us? It is always with us. It changes. Right. It, it changes how it lives in us. But I can't imagine ever. I've lost a lot of people in my life over the many years. I never stop thinking about them. I mean, it's not like a daily thing as time goes on or years go on, but there's definitely things will come up. It's, oh, I, that makes me think of my mom. Oh, that makes me think of my friends, you know. Whatever that thing that comes up, you know, it is lifelong. And, and I think it's a mistake to say that it, it only happens in a very prescriptive manner mm-hmm. um, because it's not prescriptive. And I think it is unending. And it just, like I said, it just changes. I mean, you go from not being able to eat to not being able to sleep to not having as much joy in the day-to-day things, to crying a lot. As time goes on, maybe you get your appetite back and you're engaging in your life activities again. So it's not so much, oh, now I'm over it. It's I'm learning how to live with it. And I'm learning how to navigate the grief as it lives inside of me and give myself permission to continue to bring up things that make me think about that loved one or that friend who has lost keep them in in your memory by sharing something about that person. And I always say, if anybody feels uncomfortable with that, you know, I don't know that you really need them in your circle. Mm. <laughs> and I feel strongly about that. I, this is one of uh, the topics that I, I kind of get my little hairs up on my back because I've heard people, I've witnessed this over the many years. I've heard people say, oh my gosh, it's three months and so-and-so is still crying a lot. And I just bristle at that when I hear it, because why is it that we think that it should be contained in a certain period of time? Kubler-Ross did a great thing to try. She spent a lot of years working with people who were dying and did a lot of work, you know, trying to help people understand that there's a process that you go through, right? And she talks about the five models. And when I was going through my own training getting my master's degree, you know, everybody talked about the Kubler-Ross model. What are the five stages of grief? It probably was even a test question, you know, and Mm -hmm. the reality is it was meant to be descriptive, not prescriptive. So if it's just a description of some of the things that you may go through when you're grieving, oh, then it normalizes some of those experiences you may have. But in and of itself, it's so much more than that. And I think, you know, when we just lock into that, we think, oh, I missed a step or I didn't do all, I didn't do it right. And that's dangerous because that is not, I believe that was ever her intent to say, this is it. This is the package. I don't know, but I'm going to assume the upside on this is that it was something to help us and have the conversation about grief. So having a model, right, Mm -hmm. sort of gives everybody permission, like, oh, it's a real thing. Well, Well, yes, of course it is. 
<laughs> so I, I think one of the things that we keep in mind is if you look at a model with five stages, it can be very limiting. And I think that's why it's important not to just think that you have to follow this five-step model. I think it's so much more depthful and wide <laughs> in, yeah. in how we do grieve. So I don't know. And I know you have your own grief too. And so we all, yeah. we all, it's personal. And to, to think it has to look a certain way is a disservice we do to ourselves. And I think, unfortunately, our culture specifically, and I'm talking about the United States, I think there's this, I mean, think about Jacqueline Kennedy when her husband, she was sitting next to him when he got assassinated, right? And what did we talk about in history when you look back in time? We say, oh, she was so strong. She didn't cry. And we act like that's such a a great thing to do is, you know, hold your head up, be strong. Don't show people your, you know, if you cry because that's weakness and mm. that did not help us. It, mm. I mean, it was personal. She did it her way because she, you know, is politics, whatever that is, that model I think is dangerous model to follow, you know, to yeah. think that you have to be strong means I don't cry. Be strong means that I just, choke all down the tears or I don't talk about it. I mean, I think that is not only is it not honoring that loved one, but it's not being true to yourself. And and I think that I hope in time that we get better at being able to acknowledge our grief and whatever that looks like. And, and maybe even read about other cultures who wear black for a year or who wear ribbons on their lapels. I mean, it is it is really a process of saying, I love someone and I lost them. And I just want to be able to acknowledge that. And you don't, you person who are experiencing what witnessing me don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And if I need you to do anything, I can ask. I love that. Yes. And I don't know if you saw this recently too, Patty, but this kind of just came to mind was recently the actor Andrew Garfield was on some TV show. He was talking about the passing of his mother and how he said it was just very moving. He said, I hope this grief stays with me because it is all the unexpressed love I still have for her. And I thought that was just beautiful. I've heard it said in different iterations, but just the way he shared it was really powerful. And I hope, I hope that resonates too. Yeah, that's so beautiful. You know, and I want to share something too. There's, um, I'm going to recommend to our listeners uh, a website. It's called uh, findyourharbor.com. And she has an Instagram account called Saltwater. And there was a quote that I saw on there because she's doing a um, 30, 31 days of tips to get through the holidays. And I know that's what sort of the impetus why we're doing this today because of the holidays. And they're really can be exceptionally hard for a lot of us who are dealing with grief. Anyway, I'm going to read to you what was on, on her Instagram post. And it says, I think the hardest part about navigating those first holidays, holidays with an S, okay? Those first holidays is that you're surrounded by people who are experiencing joy during these celebrations while you are merely trying to survive them. It took me a while to realize that it wasn't just the holidays that were tough. Any birthday celebrations that marked milestones were also very difficult. They marked a passage of time that I would never experience with my loved one. The best advice I have for anyone navigating all of this is to surround yourself with people you can be real with. There is nothing more draining than trying to paint a smile on your face and pretend that you're feeling joy when all you want to do is cry. So surround yourself with people who feel soothing to you. 
those unconditional friendships are priceless. And when you just can't deal, stay home. People will try to coax you out and God bless them for trying to keep you in the land of the living. But sometimes it's okay just to honker down until the wave passes. Mm, I really love that. It is beautiful. I, I, you know, I couldn't have said it any better. And I'm sure this is coming from someone who's grieving because usually Margot puts things like this that people share about their grief journeys. And that's why I think people should obviously, um, plugging her because I, I think she's an amazing person. I think what she's done to support people on an online site is amazing. It really is. I love her site. And for anybody that wants to listen to her previous podcast episode with you too, Patty, um, that was recorded back in June. So I would recommend going back and listening to that. It's a very vulnerable and open conversation that the two of you shared. It was really, really moving. I think it can also be hard to navigate somebody in your life, uh, somebody that you love that is going through grief during the holidays. What would you say are maybe some thoughtful questions to ask a loved one who is grieving during this time? You know, I had someone do that a couple of years ago. And it was, again, I, I realized as I heard it, it felt so good. And someone has said to me, Oh, I know that your brother used to come out and visit you during the holidays. Did you have any stories that you remember? Having someone ask it makes it more real, number one, as far as that relationship. But it also means that you're not afraid to talk about that person because someone's died doesn't mean we can't talk about them still. So keeping that person alive, if I'm the friend of someone who I know is maybe having a difficult holiday and maybe it's their third Christmas. It doesn't matter. It's not just the first one, but to be able to bring it up. How are you doing? I, I'm sure these holidays are can be really hard with that empty chair at the table or with name the person, always name the person. You know, if someone says, I bet you really miss Charlie during this time of the year. And that's so important and not to be afraid of that. It's like, oh, I don't want to upset the person. It doesn't upset people. People love when you keep their loved ones alive by asking questions about them. I think that's the number one tip that I would give. I love that. And do you have any, any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Um, you know, I think ceremony, rituals, and, you know, I would encourage people to do something like that for themselves around their own grief, either by yourself or include other loved ones who have also lost this person. Um, I think it's really kind of nice to do that. I, I've heard people do different things um, where there is an empty chair at a table or there is, let's tell stories. Really allow yourself to live out the love that you have because the love is still there. It doesn't just disappear. So acknowledging that love, and, and maybe that's the way you have to look at it instead of, oh, I'm, I'm grieving and this is going to bring people down is I'm acknowledging love. And how much more beautiful is that? I, I mean, people, not all people, but a lot of people love watching love stories or reading a book where it's, there's love involved, you know, and the happy endings. And, you know, they're not, obviously, if someone passes, it's not a happy ending, but boy, there, there might've been a lot of gold in over the years with those people that you lost, that you love. And sometimes they're hard things, you know, I mean, some, some deaths are really painful and are really hard. There's a lot of unfinished business. And sometimes that's part of the grief is that I wish I had said, and I didn't do or blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is a long list of things that people live with regret and remorse. 
and you know, sometimes you need to write about those, or sometimes you need to go on a walk with a friend and say, wow, this is coming up for me and choosing someone who you trust and who can handle that and not try to fix it. Because I think one of the things I always tell people is make sure you tell whoever you're going to share this with, I really don't need you to make me feel better. And I don't need you to fix this. I just need you to listen. Because remember, listening is love. It's really powerful. I think that's a really good place to conclude. And I just want to say thank you for this conversation today. Thanks for sharing all of your your insights and, and experience and knowledge, Patty. And thank you to our listeners for joining today. Uh, we'll post the links in the podcast notes of um, the quotes that were mentioned, of Marco Folk's information as well that Patty mentioned, and also a couple links to books as well for that Patty recommends. So uh, make sure to go ahead and take a moment to rate, review, and share our podcast. And also subscribe as we have some more guided meditations and conversations with experts coming your way. Thank you again and take care, everyone. Thank you. Take care.